Oh, Yolanda, be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> now, what happens at six o'clock every Thursday? We talk. We ask the question every week. Why do I ask? People know. They watch the promos, mate. They yeah, they go to the web. They look. They look on the page. They know what's going on. It's all about relationships with. Wayne Brown. Who just loves to say that in a radio kind of style voice. <laughs> Look at him go. Great to see you. Sorry, I have to pause for a moment as I just uh, digest the hot chip that uh, <laughs> the lovely Jenny's just given me. Oh, the gravy's good, isn't it? It's good. Mm. Hot mm. chips and gravy. Always a winner. Look, always looking after my health here at Edge. So, <laughs> are we ready to jump into the show? Uh, now... I did see some preparation, or were you just carrying no, a hard no, that drive? No, that was one of your bits. Oh, of okay, it's mine. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was optimistic. Mm. Mm. What have we got on the old show today? Uh, how? What are we going to dig into the toolbox and find today? We're going to look at one of everyone's favourite subjects. Uh-oh. I know, I know. It's conflict. Oh, conflict. That old chestnut. That's the right. old chestnut. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, now... You've had a conflict with your chin, I can see that, but that's a whole lot yeah. thing. <laughs> it's something us men battle with. We do, we do. I'm just seeing some facial fuzz on you, and it's it's taking me back, mate. I, you know, I'm a bit shocked. Mm. Um, I wasn't sure if I was sitting here with a, some sort of small-time crim or, that's it. <laughs> or an expert, inverted commas, about relationships. All right, let's talk about conflict. Okay. Um. So there's a number of reasons why I want to explore this a little better. Mm-hmm. Conflict is one of those things that we don't get taught about no. because there's a degree of almost shame about it. Okay. Like if you get angry, it's not, no, suck it up, calm yeah, down, yeah. just don't, mm. no, don't make waves, Toxic. don't upset people. Mm. So you're taught to suppress it, which is never good for your health. No, not at all. Or your mental well-being. And you also... Very few people seem to have an understanding of how conflict happens to be able to teach you so that you can get better at conflict and then pass that knowledge on to others. Now, I've been in several relationships and I often find myself in conflict and wonder, how did we get here? <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. No. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you don't know, okay? And maybe it's a guy thing, maybe it's a, I don't know, maybe it's just a relationship thing. But I often you kind of look around and go, hang on. Who took me into this caravan? Because I don't know what's going on. Exactly. How did you get into into this situation? Yeah, and that's the thing. You you either end up in one of two camps, generally. Mm-hmm. You either suppress it mm-hmm. or you unleash it. Sure. And generally, because we don't have the tools, mm-hmm. we unleash it in a not very healthy way. So true. So what I wanted to explore was mm-hmm. the old saying of, you might lose the battle, but you win the war. Yes, okay, Churchill, let's give this a go. Okay. So, and and this is the way I'll break it down, Mm -hmm. all right? If you view your everyday conflict, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, they haven't put their cup in the sink or whatever, it's just the little stuff, that's your battles, all right? And then the war Mm -hmm. is the long game. Okay. All right? So that falls into a number of different categories, Mm -hmm. mainly of which is... The how long do you keep the war going? Oh, look, the War of the Roses is how it ends up for a lot of couples. So Exactly, right. exactly. And it's one of those things where you're having an argument about something that happened today, sure. for example, mm-hmm. and then your partner suddenly diverts it to something that happened 12 years ago. Yes. And it's just like, what the hell? Oh, look, and aren't I allowed to have a lawyer present? Surely, exactly. come on. Exactly. I want to plead the fifth or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yes, one of those. And um, th- that's where 
because something's not dealt with mm-hmm. and that person feels a burning need to be heard and validated and all of that sort of stuff, they'll drag that up. Okay. Now, I know we did an episode where I went through uh, Steve Bidolf's rules for fighting. I remember this. Yeah. So mine are a little bit different. Okay. All right. Okay. I like to have a time limit on my conflict. In other words, if it happened more than a certain period of time ago, sure. you can't bring it up. Okay, I love that already. And there's two reasons. All right. One, it's like you either deal with it then mm-hmm. yep. or just forget it. All right. Okay. All right. Because I generally can't remember the details <laughs> of that conflict. Oh, so no. my wife will always say to me, well, when did I last say that? And I'm like, oh. I, I don't know. I don't bother remembering these See, things. I don't take notes. Exactly. Come on. Yeah, so we often have the old, uh, well, I'm, next time I'm going to record our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so, which we half-jokingly mean. In some ways it's, uh, no, you did actually oh. say that. And we don't, bo- don't we're stress. both guilty don't of that. Don't stress. Google's doing it for you. Exactly. Well, okay. true, yeah. true. <laughs> Just ask Siri. Who's right, Siri? That's right. <laughs> oh, I know whose side she's on, but that's all. Oh, story. yeah, I know. Mm. So what I wanted to look at mm. was how to win the battle, okay. but in a proper way. All right. A bit, okay, because when you look at actual battles, mm. there's always conflict. Um, what's the word? People are die. I can't think of the word. No. Casualties. 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 There we go. So it right. sounds like three syllables. <laughs> yeah, so there's always casualties. There's yeah. always collateral damage. Mm. There's always stuff to clean up afterwards. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, you can win your battle. Yep. You just don't want all the casualties and the collateral no, damage and stuff. Enough friendly fire, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Not that friendly, usually. <laughs> no. And the key is to understand how to do the battle mm. and understand what the long term goal is with the war. Right. All right. I'm sitting here in fear, but okay. Yeah. And you should, in a way, mm. because the way that a lot of us do do conflict, and I know I did it the wrong way for many years, Yep, is we do the battles where we are a casualty and our partner's a casualty and then there's the collateral damage of our family and friends that have to witness the stress and the aggravation and there's the damage to the relationship. And that sort of stuff, as it happens, makes it harder and harder to actually get to a good place. I totally agree with that. Because it's one step forward and four back. Sure. All right? And especially if you're going to indulge in things like name-calling and all of that sort mm. of stuff. Because if you do the name-calling or anything that damages that person's ego, so if you minimise their viewpoints or try and negate them yep. or any of this sort of stuff, that puts them back. All right. So they lose that little bit of trust in you, that little bit of respect, a little bit of connection. Yep. And before you know it, mm. the old love graphic equaliser has gone down <laughs> and it's not looking good. So, how do you do conflict properly? All right. I want the instruction manual. That's it. Well, I do actually have a step-by-step process. (laughs) Here's what I prepared earlier. (laughs) And it's something that I sat down with Mm. because I had this mindset of, how do I do this properly? Okay. All right. Because I'd learned a couple of things and I was like, okay, I want to work out how to actually deal with this. Mm -hmm. So, one of the first things I learned was every time you have conflict, it's fear-based. Okay. So when we react to something, it's because we're fearful of losing something. All right. All right. So I started with that as a basis, mm-hmm. and I brought in a little bit of psychology and various other things as well. Okay. And I came up with this step-by-step process, right. and there's 14 steps to it. 
Oof. All right. Easier to give up drinking. Jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was that a dig? <laughs> no, okay. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first 11 steps mm-hmm. don't even leave your head. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm so, intrigued. Yeah, so the conflict's actually taking place in your own head. Yeah. Because let's say we're having a conflict. Sure. All right? We're mm-hmm. just out, I don't know, having a meal and a drink. Yep. And you say something that flip, you know, hits my button or my sore spot or whatever. Yeah, I do that. All right? so it makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if I react to what you've said, mm-hmm. you don't know that it's pissed me off until... I react. Correct. So then you're like, hang on, what the hell's he going on about? Mm-hmm. That's not what I meant. So you try then try and explain it, justify it, etc. Okay. Which I go, no, you meant what you said. And then suddenly we're in an argument. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Tends to go nowhere. Yeah, just around in circles. Exactly. And that's conflict generally how we do it. Okay. All right? So my process, I looked at it and went, okay, what's the actual negative emotion I'm feeling? And I mm-hmm. use negative because that's a term everyone recognises. Sure. I call them learning emotions because okay. all of those emotions give you an opportunity to learn something about yourself mm-hmm. so that you can become that better person. Sure. All right? Yep. So first of all, you have to recognise the emotion because if you can identify it, then you can work with it. Okay. So let's say we go with disappointment. Mm-hmm. All right? So... I recognise the emotion, it's disappointment. Let's say I've got a couple of others in there as well, but predominantly it's disappointment. So if I'm disappointed, what am I fearful of losing? Okay, so I might have had a standard that Mm. I expected you to operate at. Sure, You didn't meet that standard, therefore my projection onto you of my standards, you didn't meet, probably because you didn't even know the standard anyway. More than likely, yeah. Exactly. And then... Because of that, Mm. I view you as less, and I also view myself as less because I expected it of you and I shouldn't have. Okay. All right? So what did I – what was I fearful of losing by Mm. that disappointment? It was that connection and that quality of standard that we had. Okay. All right? So what can I learn from that? Well, don't project onto Aaron – Therefore, I won't Trust be disappointed. Trust me, mate, you won't do it again. <laughs> so, therefore, I won't be disappointed. Yep. All right? And that way, I can become a better person because I'm not projecting. Okay. Now, once I, and there's other steps involved as well, but this is just a real quick version. So, what can I learn from that? Mm-hmm. And do I need – okay, so – also, I can do what can I own from that because ownership of something okay. is very important. This is the biggie, right? This is, is the one that we so often avoid. Right? Yes. Yeah. All right. And it's – I have to clarify with people when I'm teaching them this. Mm-hmm. It's not about you taking on their stuff. This yeah. is stuff that's actually yours. So mm-hmm. it's not stuff you feel guilty about or any of that sort of rubbish. Gotcha. It's what is actually mine in that. It was just the projection of it. Okay. All right. All right. I can't control your response. You can't. That's got nothing to do with me. So I own the projection part of it. And then I ask myself, okay, what part of it was Aaron's? Yep. And I go, okay, that was the, you know, he didn't meet my standard, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Now, once I've done all the process, there's a couple more steps, I then ask myself, what of that conflict do I need to then tell Aaron? Do I right. really need to tell him anything? Okay, can you give me an example? Can you use this in a sentence? 
<laughs> God, you sound like an ex-teacher or something. Oh. So if I was going to tell you something, yeah, all right, so when I get triggered, mm -hmm. I would then, once I'd mastered this process, mm -hmm. I would then say to you, I'm feeling pissed off at the moment. Okay. However, it's nothing to do with you because I expected you to reacted in a certain way and that wasn't fair for me to project that onto you. Okay. All right. Okay. And I value you too much as a friend yep. to do that to you. All right. So I want to apologize for projecting onto you. Oh, look at that. That's owning it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the times when you get to that stage, you don't even mean, need to mention it to the person. Okay. All right. So there's been many times my wife's pushed my buttons about something <laughs> and I've Pressed hers numerous times as well. All However, lies. Clearly all lies. And the really cool thing is, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, I don't even need to mention anything to her because it's nothing to do with her. Yeah, okay. It's me okay. and it's my stuff. It's yep. my buttons getting pushed. It's for me to learn from. Yeah. So, therefore, a lot of the time she doesn't even know that she's upset me. Because you're taking charge of cleaning up your own mess, basically. Exactly, mm. exactly. Now, the wonderful thing about this, mm. the long-term war, mm. all right, which is what everyone's concerned about. Isn't that called marriage? That's it. Okay, okay just checking. That's the three-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the war, mm. it's all about all the battles that get joined together okay. and how much overall damage there's done. Right. Okay. So if your war is basically non-existent, it's just these little <clears throat> internal battles. Yeah. Then the war is actually a good war. Mm. Okay. No, because you you think about it, you've got all the strategies and you're manoeuvring yeah, 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 around, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. so all of that takes place. Okay. But there's no actual fighting. Yeah, I like that. I like right. that a lot. See, see, this is the thing that bugs me is people think a relationship where you don't fight is mm. a good relationship. I, I, like I've said a million times, I think you need a level of conflict. Absolutely. I think you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And people think that conflict is about yelling and screaming no. and all of it, and it's not. All right? My wife and I, I do very little yelling and screaming. In fact, yeah. I can't remember the last Throw time we yelled and screamed. Throw lots of of course, but yeah, exactly. it's minor. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, small details. But there's no yelling and screaming. <laughs> That's right. And... <laughs> The key thing is, mm -hmm. because there's no name-calling and negating, minimising any of that sort of damaging stuff, mm -hmm. we move forward rather than backwards. Yeah, because let's face it, the damaging stuff does take you backwards. Right? Absolutely. It is that old step of, yeah, one step forward and how many ever going back. Okay, okay. That is very positive stuff, mate. Um, look, I think we should take a break because it's quite a lot for me to take in, okay? I was going to say, you're going to do Springsteen's What, Ugh, what is, is it good for? for? Oh, absolutely nothing. No, I'm going to be far more plain down the line with this one. I've just got a question for you, mate. Look, you know, what is love? What is love? Good old Howard. <laughs> yes. Edge, Radio Australia. All about relationships. Closer to free, it is of course Ed Radio Australia 21, no 22, 2 for 22, it is 22 <laughs> after 6, or if you're watching the replay right now, well you shouldn't watch it because on the radio, stop looking at your radio, stop looking at your phone, start listening. What time would it be if it's 22 after 6, what time would it be? 2.22 in the oh. afternoon. Oh, 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 look at that, Richie would be pleased. Alright, it is all about relationships. Um, 
We are into the uh, the famous toolbox um, of tonight. We're, we're dealing with conflict. Um, we're getting along rather well for this, mate. I tell you, it's just, mm. it's, it's, uh, clearly you've, you're doing some fine work. <laughs> yeah, and, and it reminds me of a joke. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm just left field here. There's a bloke. He's 86, fantastic mm. health. Yep. One of his family members says to him, what do you attribute your longevity to? You know, sure. fantastic health and all of this. Mm. What do you attribute it to? You know, because everyone's always going on about healthy eating and blah, 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 blah. Mm. What's your secret? And he says, well, when I married your grandmother mm -hmm. many years ago, we made a pact that if we had an argument and you were wrong, you had to go for a one-hour walk. And I spent about the last 67 years almost completely in the open. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right. Yes, anyway. Let's get back in. That's just shocking. Well, we've got to take the edge off it, oh, see, oh, in case oh, people oh. are getting a bit wound up talking about conflicts. I know, mate. I'm teasing you. Jeez. And you should live life on the edge. Just say. Exactly. All right. Sounds like a good motto. We should use that for the show. I think so. All right. So, we've been talking about the internal conflict, mm -hmm. and we've been talking about the long game, the, the war slash yep. marriage. Sure. And the other thing to bear in mind is when you're first – learning these skills of having conflict done more effectively, mm -hmm. it's very easy to fall back into those old habits. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I was first using these skills, I was a little bit haphazard. Right. Because the ego kicks in, mm -hmm. all right? So it's very easy when you're having conflict yep. to lash out and hurt your partner. Of course, because you, you're feeling attacked in a lot of cases. So exactly, and that's just a perception. Mm. You know, we see that we're being attacked. And right. that, that might not be the case. Sometimes we just hear it wrong. Like, no, a, like a misread text. That's oh. the one. Oh. You, don't, you haven't got the context, mm -hmm. therefore... You go off on a tangent. Use your emojis, people. Come That's on. <laughs> Do you remember that guy that came up with the sarcasm symbol? <laughs> this is about six or seven years ago. No. Before you wrote something, yeah. you would put this sarcasm symbol so that people knew you were being sarcastic. Why have I not got that on my phone? That would it, be it my didn't most, really take off. Oh, that would be my most used emoji. That's basically how I communicate. <laughs> really? I've never noticed. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, okay, go on further. So, because we are ego-driven beings. Yes, not me. No. More of that awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> so, because we're ego-driven creatures, mm -hmm. any attack that we perceive to be personal... Sure. We tend to react in a not very good way. Sure do. So one of the best things you can do mm. and probably the hardest thing to do is to pause for a second before you say anything silly. This is the best advice, full stop, okay? I, this is something I put my hand in the air and I, this is something I actually do myself now. Um, it is so important. Yeah, just gather your thoughts, go to yourself, okay, hang on, can I look from their point of view? It's just very valuable. Yeah, and... The hardest part is while you're doing that pause, mm -hmm. your ego's screaming at you, tell them how they're wrong, <laughs> exactly. tell them this, tell them that. And you're just like, ego, yeah. shut the hell yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, get so, up the shoulder. Exactly. It's the old devil and angel on the shoulders. Yeah. 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 And that is the hardest part mm. of all of this. The system that I created mm. is actually easy to run through. It takes a while the first few times until you – 
shorten it. I've got it down to about three steps now, so it's, okay. it's pretty quick and easy. And that hardest part in the early days was getting my brain to shut up mm. and mm. or the not ego. React. And yeah, and not, and not react and throw out something that later on oh. might be damaging. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing is our brain is, I can't think of the word, if you're looking for something opposite, I think it's cognitive dissonance. And then if you're looking for something that's the same, mm. I can't think of that. I've probably screwed that up anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. Big words, mate. Big yeah. words. <laughs> God, now I lost my train. Oh, okay. Bugger. Anyway, so when you're first getting triggered, mm-hmm. the, it's very easy to follow that old path. Course. But the good thing is the more you do the new path, the easier it gets. Mm. And when you start seeing the good result, mm-hmm. because you get all the good benefits, you get the better relationship, your trust and your respect and everything like that between you and your partner increases, sure. then it becomes easier to do. So eventually you get to a point where your ego just goes, not even worth me saying anything because I'm not going to listen anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's ultimately what you're after. If you can get your ego to just shut up... Sure. You're good. Mm. You know, don't even bother whispering to you. I'll look, I, I won't even make a joke about it. I'll be very real about it. The reality for me, I think the the biggest thing that's changed the way I have relationships now is that I do wait. I have that I have that moment where I go a little pause and have a bit of a think and go, All right, let's look from their point of view. All right. Let's look at the way, you know, I could I could frame this. Mm. Right. And it has made a magnificent change in the way because before yeah I was reactional I am a guy you know that I'm, I'm not short of ego and I don't apologize for it um it's you know it's got a fat, fat bald bloke to some strange <laughs> places in life so you know it's it's been uh, it's good having a false sense of uh, importance I guess but um you know I think that from a relationship point of view yeah when you feel hurt when you feel attacked it's very easy to, to come back quickly and and maybe with venom or whatever the case may be mm. and if you do just take that moment and pause that little bit yeah, what you bring forward is just so much more valuable. Yeah, and, and that will enable you to win the battle mm. because ultimately the battle is not with your partner. Yeah, yep, All right? I agree. So if you sort out your own stuff, mm-hmm. that's a battle you've won sure. so you can get promoted from, you know, lieutenant to officer to commander. Or, I've probably got that wrong. All you defence people don't attack me. I don't understand that thing. Oh, Sar- look, the Sergeant. phone's lighting up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 47 callers. So... What you do is you end up promoting yourself, so your value increases. Sure. Now, the really cool thing is your partner then realises they're getting a um, partner whose value is increasing, their sure. worth is increasing, their ability is increasing. Okay. And the good thing is as you get better having conflict with your partner, and as mm. I've always mentioned, this is predominantly dealing with your intimate relationships. Okay. It's your friendships and your family relationships and all of those that also benefit. Because with those, it, you don't get as triggered as easily. So therefore, it's easier to make them a, a better quality relationship as well. Okay. So that's the ultimate game. You're winning all these little battles. Mm-hmm. And the ultimate war is being won as well. Because yeah. your your strategy, you're moving things around, you're building relationships and alliances and everything like that. So you're setting up the long-term war to be a win. And it won't be a war. Exactly. Simple as that. So yeah. it's even better. So, mm. you know, you've set the diplomats in and they've negotiated. And, that's right. And everyone's happy. And that's ultimately what you're after. Okay. 
Because if you can have that war won, mm-hmm. at the end of it, there are no enemies. Everyone's mm. allied. Mm. I love that. That's great. Yeah, and and that's the one thing I've found is not only is the relationship with my wife so much better than I ever thought it would be, mm-hmm. and I always had an idea at the start because like anything you do, you start something, you go, oh, this should be pretty good, and as you get more and more into it, it's just like, my God, this is better than I ever imagined. Well, you best to start everything in life with optimism, let's face it. Yeah, and... Uh, I probably lean a little too much towards optimistic, (laughs) which is a good thing because some of my challenges, while they are not as bad as some people's and everyone's is different, it's something that did keep me going. Just that little glimmer of hope and optimism and knowing that even though that that part of my life was a challenge, I had all these other good things that were going for me as well. So, yeah, my optimism has helped. So... I had that at the start going, oh, well, I should get it like this and I should have this and I should have this. And now knowing that I've got a relationship where I can literally talk about anything. I actually mentioned something to my wife that popped up into my memory. It was jogged by something I saw. Okay. And it was something I'd never told anyone. Mm, and right. it was now really you be curious. And it was oh no, you won't be telling hearing this story. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no one, else, on no one, one else is okay. hearing this one. Believe me. <laughs> um, so it was something where it was nice to be able to say it to someone, mm. and for them to just go, hmm, okay, okay, yeah. You know, there was no sort of no judgment. judgment. There was right. nothing, and it was because we've built that relationship where we don't judge each other about anything. You know, we both know that both of us are doing the best we can with the tools we've got. And, and that's the, what you've got to expect from people. I think we just put really unfair, ridiculously high levels of expectation on others. Absolutely. And that's nothing to do with the other person. That's all about you. Yeah. If you've got their expectations and, oh, they should know how to figure this out, mm-hmm. they might not know. Mm. They might not have the tools. They might not have the understanding. They might not have the processes. They might not have the mindset. And if they don't have those things, you can't expect them to understand it. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Excellent. And and that's one of the things that the byproducts, because when I created a lot of these processes and that, Mm. I had an expectation of what result I would get. And one of the things, and the metaphor I keep going on about with the toolbox is, when I deal with people who... In the past, I might have judged them mm-hmm. and thought, oh, geez, they're hopeless or losers or whatever. Yep. I now look at them and go, man, their toolbox is just empty. And That's it makes right. it so much easier to deal with them. And I'm so much less likely to be triggered. Okay. Yep. So yep. it's it's just a lot easier. It makes my life a lot easier because I'm not getting as wound up by people and all of this sort of thing. Everyone's got their own story. Everyone's got their own, you know, a cross on the back, if you like, right? Okay, mm. that they're that, bearing. Um, and yeah, you're not aware of that all the time. You're kind of in your own head. You don't know. So when you actually stop and kind of take things from people's perspective, it's just such a massive positive. You know, it really is. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You, you're not judgmental. You kind of go, okay. There, You know, I mean, I, uh, I was going to actually talk about something that is not related to relationships, but just, well, yeah, it is. It is. I was just going to decide, little, little sidestep here. Okay, I came out of the shops the other day, okay, out of the supermarket, and there's this gentleman there who is, is homeless. He's there with his, his pooch, mm-hmm. um, and it's got, um, anyway, he's basically he's, uh, you know, asking for help, right? Now... I think 
would be very easy. And many years ago, I would think, oh, you know, hey, get a job. You know, that's kind of would have mm. been my attitude, right? Um, because I would be thinking from my point of view, I'm thinking, well, you know, I can go in there, I can you know, do shopping. Mm-hmm. Why can't he? Anyway, long story short, I just stopped and I had a conversation with him, right? And we had mm. a bit of a chat. And he was... Yeah, working full time, he's got himself a, a you know a regular income. Everything's you know great in that point of view. He's a you know single guy with his with his pup, um, and because of the rental crisis, he can't get a house. He cannot get a house. Mm. It's the only reason he's living on the streets. And you think to yourself, like you poor bugger, like mm. you know this is just ridiculous. So you know, I mean, I I went in, bought him some bananas. Um, yeah, thought that was a you know healthier kind of option kind of thing. And I said to him, look, you know, if I hear anything, can I? Uh, you know, when can I come by, back by and, and, and see if we can find something? What I'm getting at is that it's important to look at people and think mm. and, and treat them with respect, but also look at their perspective and why you know, they're there. Now, he's there not because he's lazy or not because he's this or that. It's because times are in tough for him, you know? Yep. And I think in any relationship, whether it be friendship, intimate relationship, whatever, yeah, time to sort of stop and go, well, maybe that's why they're acting that way. There's a reason. Yeah, mm. and and what you've said is a very good point because even the people that we apparently know well, mm-hmm. we don't know. No. Because a lot of the times, because we're, I mean, I'm speaking from my point of view here, mm-hmm. the world that I was raised in, there were certain limitations on what you could talk about. Big time, yeah. So therefore, you didn't get to know people's full stories. Sure. And I remember I used to visit my mother's parents mm-hmm. regularly. Okay. And I enjoyed their company because my grandmother would talk about when she was younger and when she first came out from England and my grandfather would talk a little bit about his stories. Yeah. And then when my grandmother died, I suddenly thought, holy crap, I can't hear them stories anymore. Yeah. So I went to my grandfather and I, <clears throat> excuse me, and I took along a tape recorder and some tapes mm-hmm. and I said, look, if you think of any stories, just record them for me because I'd love to hear your stories. What a top idea. Anyway, two months later, he phones me up and says, nah, it just feels too weird doing this. Can you come and get it? So really okay. disappointed, and I'm like, yeah, okay, mm. fair enough. All right. So I went and collected it, and about a year later, he mm. was holidaying with his brother down south, and he was killed in a car accident. Oh, wow. All right. Now, he was a gorgeous man, loved okay. him to bits. And when they were cleaning up his house, yep. they started finding little scraps of paper where he was writing stories, like when he was a young boy sitting on the back of the milk float and riding down the street, um, throwing sand bundies down the neighbour's passageway when she just swept it and all of this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. which was amusing because it gives you an idea of what his childhood was like. But the thing that spun us all out was we found out he was a rat of Tobruk. Wow. Which freaked us out because he was such a gentle person you wouldn't expect it of him. No, no, no. So... But you know what? Hard times make good men. Absolutely. And the shame is, I know it's hard for them to talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's something he should have been proud about. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, he doesn't have to tell us the details, but saying, you know, I was there, I've seen it. When we would have gone, wow. Wow, exactly right. You know, so... That's huge, mate. Yeah, the, yeah. the more we tell people about our challenges... It gives them permission to then say, yeah, I've had some challenges too. So things like this Are You OK Day mm-hmm. bug me because 
you get people saying, and I know it's all with good intentions, so anyone mm-hmm. that wants to get wound up over this, I know everyone has good intentions and says, oh, my door is always, always open, the kettle's on, etc. It's not about who you've got to go with. It's battling your inner demons of guilt and shame and all of this sort of crap. Sure. Because that's what we're taught. Don't talk about your problems. Don't burden people, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So, yeah, it's it's if we can get past that, I think there'll be a lot less conflict too. Fantastic, mate. All right, time for a break. Oh, this is a cool little track. You know this Lionel. One. Of course. It's all about relationships here on Edge Radio Australia. Oh, what a legend. Robert Palmer, bad case of loving you. Doctor, doctor. I've got a lot of our ones. What can I say? Oh, hang on. I've been a bit naughty there. I have forgotten to press the old stop. I got so engrossed in our conversation, my friend. Oh, do you know what? Wouldn't it be terrifying if people could actually just tune into our behind-the-scenes conversations? You know, we've got Jenny here, you know, who is um, obviously married to you, so she's clearly a saint and, and, and a very patient person. Uh, but also... Quite your, a great, your weight. <laughs> quite a fantastic cheerleader as well. So, mm. all right, I've now given a bit of a sneak of my final song for the night, which I was sitting on. I was a bit excited about. <laughs> now I've ruined everything. It's like telling the punchline, isn't it? it? I'm going to change it now. That's it. I'm going to change it. All right, mate, we have got a few minutes left in the show, and quite a few minutes. Okay, don't. I'm not going to rush you. All right, how about you uh, now just, uh, just grace us with some of this incredible wisdom of yours? <laughs> Talking enough, you're setting a standard. <laughs> okay, so a really good thing to mm-hmm. ask yourself is, what is the purpose of your conflict? Okay. All right, because a lot of the time when we start and the ego kicks in and all of that, it's what do we want to achieve? Sure. Because I know when I was first formulating all of this stuff, I looked back on my conflict that I had had in my previous relationships and so much of it was just tit for tat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, you do this. Yeah, but you do this. And it just escalated, escalated, escalated. No one and it. it soon reached the point where even if we'd both wanted to fix it, it was, would have just taken monumental amounts of effort and time and just too painful. Fair call. So that was one of the drivers for me was how do I avoid that causing of the damage so that I can actually move forward mm. and not move back at all? Okay. So since I've formulated it, there's many times when I've stagnated for a while, but I wasn't going backwards. Okay. Well, you don't want to go backwards. Yeah. So it was good. You know, I might sit there for a while and not really improve much, and then I'll improve a little bit more and a little bit more. And like I said, the good thing is, like everything, once you start getting a a handle on the the process and Mm -hmm. using the tools, it becomes easier and easier. And more natural. Simple as that. You don't have to think about doing it. Yeah. Exactly. It becomes second nature. And I was talking to uh, one of my clients, um, what day were we on now? Thursday. Tuesday night. (laughs) Yeah. Carried the two. It gets like that sometimes. Anyway, he is like I was, where he's very, very cautious about approaching people and talking because he's an introvert. Sure. And I keep reassuring him. The first few times you do it will be the most terrifying because your brain will freeze up and you won't know what to say and all of this sort of stuff, which I did. And as you get better and better at it and you start talking to like 10 people, 20 people, 40 people, 50 people. And then they tell two friends and then they tell two friends. That's it. 
And that's how advertising works, folks. That's right. And oh, you can email me at edge. <laughs> Go on. And it is definitely one of those mm. things where when I look back at when I first went out looking for my next partner, mm -hmm. this is before I met my wife, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. It was terrifying yeah. like literally i was terrified to go up and talk to women so much fun i know i had this irrational fear yeah and it was irrational because now i look back and go what the hell was i scared yeah. about yeah and i literally couldn't talk to women if i didn't know mm. them and sure. i'd stumble over myself and make a complete fool yeah however as i got better and better at talking to them through lots of practice mm -hmm. i'm now at the point where as long as i keep doing it yeah it stays easy Okay. Yep. So same thing with my conflict. Mm -hmm. Whenever that situation arises where my wife might do something that pushes my buttons, sure. and again, nine times out of ten, she doesn't even know because it's nothing to do with her, it's yep. my stuff, I'll go, cool, here's an opportunity for me to learn something about me. Mm -hmm. And the more I understand me, mm -hmm. the more I'm able to negotiate my strategies and my collaborations and all of that to build all of those relationships so that my war journey is smooth. Right. Can we find another word rather than war? Well, let's let's do wordplay then. Oh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Come on, again, you're the man that we invert the commas for, Mr. Expert. Come okay. on, you can come right. up with it. Well, we'll go If I was an expert in relationships, I wouldn't have had so many bad ones. Well, okay, maybe I am an expert. I mean, my numbers are very impressive. <laughs> well, the, the thing I always say to people, mm. and this is when people go, oh, gee, you've been married twice before. Mm. Yeah, they didn't fail, though. No. Yeah, I like this. And relationships only fail, or a battle only fails, or, or a marriage only fails, because you didn't learn anything from it. Yeah, so true. So if you have a relationship, like say my second relationship, which was very toxic and painful and stressful for both of us, if I had finished that relationship and learnt nothing and hadn't improved as a person and dragged all of that crap into my next relationship, yeah. then that marriage would have been a failure. Yeah, no, fair enough. But because I learnt so much and evolved so much because of what happened in that relationship... You that successful. It was immensely successful. Fantastic. It enabled me to have the relationship I have now. Okay. So I'm very thankful... To that woman. So thank you to the ex-wife for allowing me to practice on you. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Just, it's just a shame I was <laughs> a bit of a dill and didn't get the lesson in six months yeah, instead exactly. of 11 years. Oh, so it would have saved things. us, yeah, I know, it would have <laughs> saved us both a lot of pain. And But that's what I'd, I'd love to impart on to people. Sure. If you had four or five six-month relationships mm -hmm. and every one of them you walked out of where – you were both happy for having been in the relationship yep. for six months, mm. were glad to have met each other mm. and moved on being better version of yourselves, and you did that through four or five successive relationships, yep. you would then have yourself and five ex-partners who all feel good about the relationship and mm. are all better for having have been in that relationship. Awkward lunch, of course, when you get them together, but apart from that, yeah. Yeah, I know. My mm. little brother's had that one. So... That is, for me, that's the sort of person I would go, fantastic, well done, yep. good job. Okay. If you had five relationships and every one of them was exactly the same and you're the same person you were at the start, 
then they have failed. They are genuinely unsuccessful relationships. Absolutely. For sure. All right, now, we've all got a lot out of this. And and some people are getting a great deal out of this on Sunday right now. So, what time Sunday are we uh, replaying this little puppy? 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Look at that. And what happens tonight from 8 p.m.? You don't even know. <laughs> DJ Kai, she is on. She does this fantastic stuff that, you know, old they people are like pretty me. Good. I, I mean, I'm old. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I don't understand what the kids are doing, but it's very cool. <laughs> All right, I'm told it's very good. No, I'm joking. It's very, very cool. I enjoy it. And man, she's got some talent. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, now, what I've done, though, is I did give you a little taste of the song before. Okay. Do you remember what it was? You are a man who understands his song. Knows you. You're a bit of a. Does it get your rocks off? Oh, jeez, you ruined Christmas. Yes, it is. <laughs> I thought I'd finish on a real love song. Okay, Primal Scream. Well, get can't get much more you love can't. based than that. <laughs> you can't now, mate. While we're feeling all of this love, where can we find you apart from obviously uh, toilet walls in, in the local pub? Boom, boom. Where else can we find you? Well, or if information, you want, not you personally. Yeah, yes. If you want to listen to replays of the show, yep. any of the shows, uh, all about relationships, Wayne Brown into yep. your interweb and my podcast will pop up. Fantastic. Otherwise, Wayne Brown, life back on track. Easy as that, mate. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Uh, check it, thank you, rather, Chenny in the background for putting up with uh, us and, and the rubbish that we get on with every week. But we have fun with it, right? Absolutely. All right, here is said primal scream. Here's Rocks, Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships.